Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Not what I meant to do. I guess we're live, Kevin. Oh, really? Already? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hit the live button. It's been a while. This, yeah, hopefully this works. It's been a while. It, it's clear. Yes. It is uh, July 1st. It's pizza time. It's pizza time. July 1st, 2019. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly. Yep, just got the notification. Podcast. Definitely live. Yep, not even recording the audio. So we're going to get the audio from YouTube. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's just us. Yeah, it's just us. It's so. just going to be the two of us. Thank you guys for joining us. Just the two of us. I am Tim Herbin. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. We are going live six minutes early because I pressed the button too early. Womp womp. Why don't they make you turn two keys? Like, we need a thing where you and I... <laughs> like did, sir, <laughs> sir, turn your keys. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Engage? Uh, that'd be great. That's like, uh, do you remember that episode of, was it uh, Aqua Teen? Whenever Meatwad was uh, pointing the gun at, his and, at himself, he's like, sir, <laughs> I need you to turn the key. I need the launch uh, codes. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us on this lovely Monday evening if you are joining us on YouTube, thank you for taking time out of your night to participate in the trap. If you guys are not subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell icon so that you guys get notified like Kevin just did when we accidentally go live. Yeah. yeah. Out. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict. Not Pod- iTunes anymore because it's dead, right? iTunes. I don't know if it's dead yet. It's dead to me. Yeah. They're killing it for sure. But they're killing him. 
<laughs> but if you are listening to us on the Apple Podcast or Stitcher, make sure that you guys leave us a review and or a, a rating and or a review, and we'll read it live on the show. Kevin, what's the number for people to call in and leave a voicemail? 678-827-3297. 678-827-3297. I haven't said it in a month, and it's burned in there yeah, now. It's, it's burned in there. It's a part of me. Oh, shit. Did you go after dark mode on the screen over here? I yeah, like yeah. It. It's, uh, it's good. Dark mode. It's Oh, music's still playing. That's good. Yeah, podcast studio music's uh, still going on. <laughs> Sweet. I got to kill this. Um, how you feeling tonight, man? It's been a while. Feeling good. As the as as the great Aaron uh, Aaron, what's his name from Stain said. Good. It's been a while. Went to a dermatologist today. Had a bit of a scare and was freaked out. Had to get all my scans and tests and pick up an order of garlic knots to go with the shirt. That's what I'm hiding under my neck. See, tonight. I thought that was a microwave Totino's pizza roll. <laughs> What <laughs> just going It's actually part, that's why there's an opening no, on the side, like you cooked it. It's for the too cheesy long. nut crust on the pizza. From pizza oh. Real talk. Uh, this is a question for the trap tonight. I don't care if it's for gluttonous reasons or what. What's your favorite bad pizza? Yeah. What's your favorite not pizza I, chain? Yeah, pizza chain. What's your yeah. favorite pizza chain or like what's your favorite for me? Thinking back, I ate so many big New Yorker pizzas. Yeah. Whenever they came out with the big pizza yeah, hut came yeah, out the big yeah. one and had like kind yeah. of a sweet sauce to it. But the pretzel crust with cheese whiz, uh the little Caesars one, just you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> God almighty. It's a matter of just taking that out of you know how Domino's, It's a matter of life and death, really. Yeah. You know how Domino's has that takeout assurance? Yeah. Yeah, where you you eat half of it on your way home and you go back <laughs> and file a claim. <laughs> hey guys, uh, <laughs> and then Fanatics tells you it's going to cost ten dollars to send it back. <laughs> and My, then uh, for me, it's bounced around a lot. So for a while, it was Domino's after they revamped all their dude, crusts. That, that, when Domino's went hungry, Howie's on the game and put flavored crusts yeah, on. That, that was, was a game that changer. was a game changer. But yeah. now I'm back to Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's my go-to. Dude, their fake cheese is good. Dude, like it's it's good. They're, they're cracker crust too. I'm about Ooh. it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think we put Papa John's not even for like uh, the shit like the shitty reasons <laughs> that everybody knows about, but like <laughs> just now, like I'd take a little. I will say Papa John's is uh, also has a game changer in their own right. They they were the they were the only one to do the the garlic butter. With their pizza now, everybody's and pepperoncinis. They they used to and the pepperoncinis, yeah, pepperoncinis, and you take a bite, you take a bite, you take a bite. I bet that Papa, I would be willing to bet that without Papa John's, the pepperoncini market would not be what it is in the states. The country of they they single handedly increased the market value of pepperoncinis in the United States. Richard Gordon. OG Richard Gordon in the trap saying uh, franchise pizza chains are garbage. That's the point. That's what we're trying to get across. It's like. You're sitting around in your underwear. Your wife's out of town. And I don't know why I pluralized wife. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Real Salt Lake Weekly. We're both sitting in our underwear. (laughs) Our wives are out of town. Uh, Brian Diefenbach, Totino's Cardboard Supreme Pizza. Okay. I'm a Red Baron, man. See, we didn't get Totino's. Actually, no, we had Totino's, and it switched up to Gino's. See, I used to get the Piggly Wiggly. My mom would come home whenever we were on that food stamp gang and get the the 
the like microwave pizzas, the single pizzas. Oh yeah. But you'd microwave it, so I put it in the oven, so it was soft crust. It's like a oh, soft but the, batch, but, the, but then you just roll it up into a burrito. But and then once you get to that last bite, all of it just falls out the bottom. <laughs> and then you just got you got good. That's just good dip at that yeah. point. You just get get your bag of Doritos, Dude, but and the you just sides, eat all of the leftover. You cook, you cook them so long that the side or the the outside of the top of the crust ends up like whenever you microwave a bagel, and it's just like a chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the Tony's pizzas, right? The deep dish Tony's pizzas. Yeah, it'd be just Piggly Wiggly brand for me. But yeah, um, yeah, my mom used to come home with a bunch of either the Totinos, like because uh, they were like four for a dollar or something like that. Uh, yeah, they yeah, yeah, so yeah. fucking cheap. But we also, my favorite uh, freezer pizza was Tombstone because they mixed the pepperoni in with the sauce under the cheese. Uh, that was a game changer to me. Nah, see Red Baron. Red Baron for life. Oh, we got we got Mouse of the South in the trap trying to uh, trying to promote their advertisers. Marcos Pizza, <laughs> Mouse of the South approved. Are you trying to say that one of your sponsors is a uh, is a shit pizza chain? Because that's what we're getting at right now. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will uh, we will uh, at some point get away from this topic. Of no, pizza. Well, this is just going to be the rest of the episode. We're on brand tonight. Ooh, best pizza topping. Ooh. Underrated artichoke hearts gross no artichoke carts for sure no if we're meat meat wise I, it's hard to get away from like a pepperoni or like a good sopressata pepperoni jalapeno it's yeah pepperoni one. jalapeno is good it's the way to go um all right all right pepperoni yeah pineapple and green olive that's weird pineapple that's what's, what's your what's your thoughts on oh gross pineapple and green olive. oh <laughs> i guess it'd be like a salty sweet thing all right Oh, it's like a it's like a oh. trying to eat trail mix on a pizza. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you got the tropical trail mix. It's just freeze dried fruit and no, uh, M and M's on a pizza. It's a uh, Target Target Archer Farms uh, peanut butter monster trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> you get halfway through the back and realize you're gonna you need to go see the doctor the next day. What's your feeling about uh, pineapple on pizza? Speaking, of I like, uh, not a fan of it. No. No, um, I'm not a big, I, I could do salty sweet occasionally. I don't like it with my pizza. Like I'd like, I love pineapple chopped up in an al pastor. Like that to me gives a little grilled relief. pineapple is fucking phenomenal. Grilled pineapple is great with like a teriyaki chicken sandwich or a teriyaki burger or like some jerk chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys smash that like button. Thank you for joining us well, tonight. Thanks for, thanks for joining the pizza cast tonight. And we are going minutes. through a rebranding. Yeah, we're, we're only two minutes into our. Yeah, this is uh, the pizza podcast that was that never happened. This is Pizzagate. <laughs> Whoa! I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, uh, for the for those of you asking, we got these shirts. We actually ordered these at the beginning of our uh, our soccer in the streets soccer season uh, a couple oh, months ago. Of which I got a text today. Uh, I guess summer league is about to start up. If you're interested in playing station soccer, summer league, summer league. With Soccer in the Streets, uh, go to SoccerStreets.com, I believe is what it is. And you should be able to click on Adult Leagues and select a day, sign up with a team and all of that. Adult Um, Leagues. 5v5 with Keepers. Um, So, yeah, we got these shirts in hopes of having them before the 10-week long season. and They got caught up in customs, and uh, they, they showed up, you know. Uh, two months after the fact, we Worth got it from though. Amazon. Worth it though; these are very nice. They actually are like training kit. Material. I really like them. 
like, it ended up working out. Like we thought we were just. I want to get. Uh, I want to get the the mom crest as a patch <laughs> and just turn it into a kit. Just do lean it. into it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. A uh, little housekeeping. MLS fantasy. We have been out of commission for the past month. MLS. <laughs> Domer, oh, those are pepperonis. Thought those were close-up shots of Kevin's nipples. <laughs> you it's wish. Good. Uh, we have. It been- is to scale, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really. A, it'd be. It'd be concerning if it was a close-up because it's and, really and it's concave. Exactly. It's a- exactly. Was that a squid's eye? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Home Before Dark Fantasy League on MLSsoccer.com and the MLS app is back up and running. It's been a back up and running, I think, for two or three weeks. We've been out of commission for about the past four. Um, we missed you guys tons, but I just want to locked. Andy locked up first place in the first yes, season. Andy right? Watkins won our yes. first, uh, the spring season yep. of MLS Fantasy. And then right now we have uh, in first place, Don't Var Me Bro. In second place, Pisco, Eric Vieira, who is a Red Bulls fan. We have Peachy, uh, Peachy Keenum. Oh, Patrick. Patrick, you're, you're letting your wife beat you right now in the MLS fantasy? Ooh. Um, not that, I, I don't know why I said it like that. That was like a very 80s thing to say. Um, Thought Marker FC, SC, Michael uh, German. German. Ger- German. <laughs> Germond. <laughs> Germond. Oh, speaking of uh, Thought Marker and uh, Mike, I don't know if you guys saw, we reposted uh, the shirt design that he put up with the, yeah. the hand with the icons around on the fingertips and stuff. He's got shirts up for sale, and uh, we're hoping to get a print up in the studio. But yeah, be sure to go check him out on Twitter. I believe it's just at Thought Marker uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and then uh, in fifth place, we have uh, David Benson, dog for him. Make sure that you guys, if you are playing MLS Fantasy and you aren't signed up with the Home Before Dark Fantasy League, just search Home Before Dark, join up, and uh, compete with fellow homies, trap stars, and, and, and the like. Really busy past like week for us. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, Thought Marker on Twitter, and uh, you can go to Mike... G-E-R-M-O-N dot com. Uh, you can decide how it's pronounced. He's a big fan of that. So um, He absolutely loves that. Germond. Furman. German. Yeah. Furman, it's been Furman, uh, What were you saying? It's been a busy week? Yeah. It, well, not even it's been just, a busy month. Like past really. two weeks. We have to take a break, United. right? Yeah, should we, we, should yeah. we divulge why we've been on hiatus? Yeah, go for it. So, Home Before Dark, you've noticed that Dan has not been around. Um. I don't think he's going to be around anymore, unfortunately. Um, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that he'd be remiss. Even I'd be remiss if I said that it was uh, a surprise to any of us. Really, I think he's been stepping away more and more over the past two or three years. And um, considering recent trends in Home Before Dark Faithful, it's it's also not surprising from that standpoint either they come they go and they just move on to do other things so uh i heard he's gonna have some solo projects coming out he's invested in a bunch of uh camera equipment and gonna do uh i think he's putting it on dat piff like strictly on dat piff yeah yeah so uh which is really bold. no it's, uh, no wait is it i thought it was dad piff oh okay 
yeah, he started his own. It's his own thing. Um, his own mixtape. Yeah, uh, it's a whole John and eight, John and eight plus Kate scenario with him over there. Um. So yeah, be sure to keep an eye out for that. I guess, and we'll see him when we see him. Yeah. Um. Last week, we go up to Canada. Go up to Ontario. Do you want to talk about Open Cup at all? Go up to Toronto. Um. Brandon Vasquez, good. Yeah. Um, Great two showings. Got Romario out of the lineup as a result. Yeah, that was one granted, of the first some, things I was going to talk granted, about. I ended up getting traded, but well, I think sold. he got sold or traded as a, as a result. Trades aren't final until July 9th, and looks like Romario Williams is going to be going to Columbus in exchange for some sweet sweet Tam. Which I'm wondering what we're going to do with that because I feel like we have a few roster slots open. We just announced the signing of Emerson Hindman about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I think that one was kind of. You know, oh, I love you Twitter journos or journos in, in general who post on Twitter all the time and ruin all the surprises. Yeah. Posting like pictures of Emerson Hyndman sitting in the players like in the suite up in the... Oh, come on, man. Let me have that. Like, let, just not, let me be excited. I'm not as... That doesn't bother me as much as like the kit reveal stuff. That kind of stuff I want to be surprised by. Player yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. doesn't bother me nearly as much. Let me try and turn this fan on real quick. A player announcement. What do you guys think about the excessive media coverage on Twitter? Is it a good thing? I think it is overall. Michelle, you're used to this, right? I mean, the the tabloids in, in England, granted, most of that stuff gets made up during the transfer window. And I don't know, just we're starting to see a little bit of that. I want to say there was a story that I saw pop up where they were trying to use Atlanta United as leverage pretty much to get a get a guy signed. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't. I love the guys who do it, but it's it's at the tough same time, because it's, it's yeah. like there's no in between, right? It's either and yeah. like you just feed the beast, and if and if people are chomping at the bit to get that information, people are going to continue to pursue it and get more and more invasive, and more and more information is going to be out there versus trying to leave things to surprise or to conversation or whatever uh, or speculation. It, there's no in between really. I feel like it's one or the other. Yeah. And being a club like Atlanta United that has so much media attention on it over the past three years now, it's only going to keep going unless the bottom falls out and you go through another a, a stint of three or four years of nobody caring because they're not performing well. So I don't yeah. see any end of it in sight. Yeah, I don't either. Um, do you think that's common with other MLS teams, though? I don't know from other fan bases. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it can't just be. I'm, I'm not saying that we're special in that way, but I'm sure it's it's different for each individual club, right? Yeah. Like I think the I bet I am willing to bet that the media outpouring and coverage on Philly, for example, this season compared to the past two seasons is tenfold just based on their success yeah yeah i wouldn't argue with that anyway uh open cup romario williams uh subbed out for brandon vasquez brandon vasquez has shown out he hasn't scored in his first two mls starts but he has in my opinion played pretty damn well and he's been on you know running his ass off getting into lanes making plays on the ball just been, I think, a little unfortunate to not get on the end of a couple goals. But he has been pretty dominant in Open Cup. Yeah. Yeah. 
And again, it, it, I think it absolutely cemented Dominate, Mario Williams. I, so the beginning of our hiatus started. So just obviously just joking about Dan in case that wasn't abundantly clear. Uh, we just took a break that with international break and open cup. We just needed to kind of take some time off, focus on work, home life, stuff like that. So we're back in for the second half of the season, which we're officially in now. And we've now played 17 games. We're officially in the back half of the season. Yeah. yeah it only took us, you know, a month longer than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. But it was Montreal a good Montreal is three. They have three games in hand on us or we have three games in hand yeah. on Montreal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I always say that shit backwards. But yeah, so we needed a break, but the first week of that break was the Open Cup match against um, Charleston, Battery. Charleston Battery, which ends up having to go to extra time Yeah, based on the lineup rotation. And that's when we see Brandon Vasquez really come into play because he did not start that game. He comes no, he in, didn't. Yeah, comes and in Mario as, scored one goal in that game. Yeah, he comes was, in as yeah. a substitution and puts two away in overtime, Yeah, extra time. And then one of the the goal that he had against Columbus, the one that he just turned on that on the on the goal line, yeah. and was able to get that. I don't know. I'm very impressed with him. Very impressed it's, with him. Uh, it's a it's a small sample size. I think I'm more impressed right now. The new sort of uh, key piece in the Frank DeBoer system it has been for me Dion Pereira, who's come in and and played a lot more time in recent weeks and seems to be a player in regular rotation in this lineup. Yeah. He's definitely hitching himself to Dion Pereira's wagon. And I think a lot of that has to do not just uh, not to take anything away from Dion Pereira and, and his work ethic and his, um, his ability and everything. But it, it'd be hard to say that some of it and the focus on him playing more doesn't have anything to do with Andrew Carlton not being able to get his act together. What's your thoughts on the Andrew Andrew Carlton? Oh, we're bouncing around a lot, but who cares? <laughs> I think <laughs> Joe, Joe Patrick put. I think I thought he put it pretty well when he was talking about. Uh, I can't remember who the reporter was. It might have been him who was interviewing Michael Parkhurst about Parkhurst saying that he's like I, yeah. I forgot my passport one time in San Jose, and then we were about to leave to the go to the Caribbean from from new england and i was scrambling i couldn't find it called all the airports finally got it got it shipped over to me overnight and he's like that's kind of the difference in the two of them it's yeah. like i don't it, the scenario was he just left it and he forgot it yes, he so. couldn't find it yes, so didn't care enough to go find it i mean i guess it's i try to put myself into that position being somebody. i forgot my birth certificate on the way to go get my passport okay so i can I can understand I it from the standpoint of somebody that just found out there was a difference between mild and medium heat level. Guys, okay. We're going to have a couple like dummy moments tonight. Um, Kevin's is that he did not realize that there was a difference between in heat levels between... I knew there was a difference. I just didn't know which one was which. Okay, well, first of all, so we Dirty Bird Person and uh, Matt Wisniewski both asking nipple shirts what are those pepperoni shirts yes uh the next step is bologna slice shirts <laughs> like fried bologna where they're cupped i think this is my new aesthetic i'm just gonna start getting <laughs> just start getting food texture clothes like i want I'm one that's just, cheeseburger one next i want a big pop tart shirt i just want the whole front to be icing just an icing swash and sprinkles um what a, what a fried chicken! I want to get I want to get a good chicken nugget shirt. Be good. 
French fries. That'd be good. <laughs> French fries would be really good. It's funny. It's like I bought Angie, Gummy bears. Angie likes the mismatch socks. Yeah. And whenever we first started, I think the first Christmas that we were together, uh, or maybe it's the second one, I bought her a bunch of pretty much this in sock form. It was like cheeseburgers and French fries yeah. and candy and yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's definitely my new no, 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 don't change the subject. What? Kevin didn't know there was a difference. He didn't know th- what the difference in, uh, what the hierarchy of hotness or spiciness was between mild and medium. I've, I've explained this ad nauseum. First of all, they're the same word. Second of all, mild and medium are not the same word. They totally are. No, not, re- not in relation to one another. Might as well be. Mild in relation to anything is going to be doesn't less than whatever it's doesn't matter being compared it's to. Just, I never have to introduce those selections There's into, no my, food, What's into my food order. It's always just hot. What's the difference between intermediary or in, intermediate and novice? Small. Which which one which one knows less? A novice or an intermediate? Okay, I've used those words when describing things. Mild I, and medium, I don't have to use unless I'm at Publix and the only two sauce options salsa options are mild and medium, and they don't give me a heat scale. I have nothing to compare that to. Mild is usually green, which means they not were the hot. exact same, had the exact same ingredients in the exact Where same were you order. At? At Publix. Yeah, that's your problem. Go to Kroger. I had like to get a, a pub person. sub. <laughs> My dumb moment was walking around after the game on Saturday, walking past Matthias or Matthias Pogba, and just I was like, man, they all look so much alike. Whoa. I'm, Whoa. I'm like, they got Careful. the strongest genes imaginable. Careful. And then come to find out, I didn't realize that they were twins. Your Florentine okay. and Matthias are twins. It's like, like so you are earning that one star review. You oh my god! No, I'm serious that. though. <laughs> no, because I know. I know yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul and the, like they all Paul. look so like they have the exact same features, except Paul is obviously smaller than Matthias and, and Florentine, but. <sighs> I didn't realize that they were twins, and I felt like a real idiot. See, exactly. Domer understands. Mild and medium are not worth the time at okay. all. Both are baby food level. I agree, which is why I didn't know the difference. Is because I've never had to compare the two or know there was a difference. Uh, Dirty Bird person saying inflammable means flammable. What a country. You know how I know about that? Did you ever watch Clarissa Explains It All? Yes. There was a whole like trivia question on that show about what's the difference between flammable and inflammable. And it was a trick question because it's the same thing. But gasoline is inflammable. Yeah, that's basically what the that yeah, those yeah. are the exact same yeah, word. Yeah. Mile and medium, the same example. Ugh. All right, uh, what were we talking about? Andrew Carlton. Um, so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I was going to say, as somebody that had that boneheaded moment in his thirties, I can see where you're thinking. Oh, we're going to Toronto. It's just like you're playing in the same league in quote unquote, the same country. Like to me, I don't register just on in passing that Canada is a different country. Like if I, that's fair, I guess that's the only way if, if he was say going to play in Spain or the UK or Mexico, like to me, okay, this is which would, which seems more out of the country, Mexico or Canada. It depends. Like to me, I would if I had to make a split second decision. I think, I, think, I, I I register Mexico more out of the country than Canada for whatever reason. And I, I think I, culturally, I, I, it's just the differences. I think it depends. Um, for me, like Toronto, sure, because it's right across the border, and that too, yeah, like it's very close to like Buffalo, Niagara area. But like 
thinking about like what like i don't know like the border towns they're so close to the texas town i don't know it's, yeah. so, it's so that's similar. the only thing i could think of is you're talking about a kid who um you know it's shown that he's not the brightest at times and doesn't make the best decisions or gets very distracted. So from that I, standpoint, but however, the fact that he has been under a microscope and his ass is though, on the line. How much of a microscope has he really been under? Because by I, Frank DeBoer? By Frank DeBoer, sure. That's but, what I mean. But over the past two years, he's been relatively sheltered, I feel like. No, I am talking about by Frank DeBoer and the coaching staff. that They have made public statements about his yeah, professionalism he, and his ability to play in this system and under them and because, their management. Because after so many times, you finally have to say something. Yeah. I mean, I so don't know. again, like if you know that to be the case, that's where it, it becomes a bigger problem is that everything gets dialed up and ratcheted up to another level because of that. So, Whenever you make a boneheaded mistake like that under normal circumstances, maybe isn't that big of a deal, but considering the circumstance that he's under, it seems like a much bigger deal. And uh, I think it's pretty funny that Frank has come out and said what his approach was, was not only just to send him to the twos, but to also force him to warm up for 45 minutes and still not play. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like Justin Johnson's opinion here. Disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just, that's dis- exactly I'm disappointed. That's dad. exactly it. But I mean, you bring up a good point. Um, that empathic point that you have that I wasn't really thinking of because I keep thinking what a dumb kid, not remembering his passport, like really squandering this I mean, opportunity. Remember whenever you were moving into a new apartment, oh and we, packed my up, God. we packed up everything. Your entire life, we packed it up into a U-Haul, and you were moving to a new location, (laughs) and we drove in Atlanta traffic, which might as well have been going from Atlanta to Canada, to your new apartment, only for you to realize you didn't have your new keys to get into new said apartment. Yeah, they were at my old apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you were... (laughs) Look, sometimes these things happen, man. I was trying to agree <laughs> with you. You gotta call me out like that. Um, but yeah, I have not heard one person try and empathize with him. And but you're right. I think less less so the whole Canada feels like the U.S. thing, and more so you're playing in the same league and not yeah, having to right. think about it exactly. And I and honestly, I probably wouldn't have thought about it before this, or even the NBA. Whenever I don't know if you know who Enes Kanter is, oh, yeah. Turkish player. Yeah, about his whole thing with um, he couldn't travel to Toronto to go play the Raptors because of his passport. But yep. him being an enemy of the state in Turkey, and uh, I think they revoked his passport. Period. But yeah, I mean, I I don't think I don't think about those things in I sports. I definitely don't. And I think we're probably in more of a. I guess not a bubble because in European soccer they play you know cross country tournaments, but they have all they have EU citizens. I guess I don't know. I guess you still need your passport to get between the countries, but I don't know. Yeah, I I think it's a unique situation based on him being a kid, and that's been blown out. I don't disagree with what everyone's saying. I think he does have some growing up to do, and hopefully that's a kick in the ass that he needs. But um, yeah, you know. You you want to see more out of somebody like him, and 
obviously wish him the best. I like I, I like what Brian's saying. He said, I mean, he's 19. He said, I know for one, <laughs> obviously being sarcastic, I never made any mistakes after 18. Yeah, exactly. But he does say, you'd think his mom would be calling and going through his checklist. Like, do you have your clothes, your toothbrush, your passport? Yeah. Either that or like, I mean, there are staff. I, I can't imagine he's the only player to ever forget it. Obviously, Parker's talking about leaving in another city. I don't know. I, I still think there's room for redemption for him. Yeah. I think he's just got to want it bad enough. Yeah. He's got to see this as like, is he going to take this hit and get back up? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know that I've seen, obviously I haven't seen enough to, from him to know whether or not he has that resolve. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, along the same lines of Atlanta United 2, Joseph Samuel apparently has been released from his contract. I actually didn't even see that. Yeah. So, um, no details along those lines about where that's going or where he's going after the fact, but uh, I guess they've released him from his contract with Atlanta United. Too. Gotcha. Uh, so open cup play. I don't really have anything else we to Saint, talk about we, that. We play St. Louis on the 10th. Yeah, exactly. Next, next Wednesday at Kennesaw. Um, so what are you, are you thinking about going maybe or no? I don't know. It's tough, man. It's one thing to get downtown on a Wednesday night to get over Agreed. there, but to get all the way from our neck of the woods up to yeah. Kennesaw. Yeah, it's a haul. Yeah. Um, and we might just do a fight companion for that, right? Yeah, that's true. Maybe we'll go ahead and do that. Would you guys be interested in that, in the, in the trap? If if you guys, instead of, for those of you guys not going to Especially the game. for that game, because yeah. the some of the commentary for some of these Open Cup games have been pretty terrible. If you guys want to somehow, for whatever reason, forego um, listening to Conti and, and Longshore and listen to Well, I us. guess that would be the difference this time is that they'll actually, will actually On have radio, Atlanta yeah. United commentary. Oh, they won't do the video broadcast? It'll be that I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe they will. Because it hasn't been for the video. I know yeah. that they've been doing it for... Would you guys listen to us and uh, commentate with us while we go and watch the watch the game on Wednesday? Just yeah. let us know. I mean, I, we might just do it anyway. Yeah, just even for if, 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 Even if nobody wants it. Yeah. Um, hasn't stopped us before. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, um, so yeah, nothing, nothing else to update on Open Cup aside from that we play St. Louis next Wednesday. Yep. So then, turning attention back to MLS play. Yeah. Uh, so penalty, not a penalty for the foul adjudged against Florentine Pogba. Not a foul. Agreed. I don't I don't know how you don't overturn that. Yeah, he didn't even look at it. I know, that's what's that was very disappointing to see. Yeah. And the two penalties we got as much as it's going to sound like I'm a homer, I mean those were pretty clear. Yeah. Arms and out and yeah. not in a natural position. Um that it influences the game. Like yeah, I think those So, the biggest thing out of the Toronto match, I think, well, two things. Uh, Ben don't Breck, hit the deck Breck, however you want to call it. Dude, that actually worked out. Jumped somehow. on the grenade for us. Dude, how how clutch has he been the past two games? Well, he didn't really play this past week. Yeah, he assisted the he game winning assist, goal. He did assist it. It's very clean. As he came on, as he came yes. on, too. Intentional, yep. do you think, or I just think so? Mess? I think he went to go for goal, and it I just happened know. to go that way. <laughs> I was just very happy to hear people cheer for him. Yeah, and and yeah. give him give him some 
give him some life. Yeah. So uh, biggest biggest thing to come out of the Toronto game, I think, arguably, is the Pity Martinez game tying. You know, miss. so <laughs> little secret, guys. We were actually going to record last last Wednesday night True. after that game, but we didn't end up doing it. Heartbroken. It was, we were we were heartbroken. Um, the penalty at the end of the game. I think we both looked at each other. I think just trying to. And like unjinx ourselves. I don't know what to say about that other than say, he's gonna fuck this up. And then you're always happy when it doesn't. Like yeah, yeah. But then it happened. It's, you know what? He was one of the best players we had on the field that night. I thought he was great. Was and and you know what? I can't I can't fault a guy for missing a freaking penalty. Yeah, it's such a hit or miss thing, especially in those circumstances. That's just awful on the road. It's going to be the last play of the game. You put your team in a position to walk out of there with a point. Um, there's a lot of pressure. As much as Pity is adverse to admitting that he's under pressure, he uh, he clearly must have felt something there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's even necessarily pressure. Sometimes you just mishit it. I, I think a little too much is made of it after the game. I can see that. It's a penalties are a cruel mistress, man. Yeah. Like he's made a career in South America, I believe, just being very clinical with penalties, and he made one in the game. Just miss one. Yeah. It's a 50-50 chance. And that's what happened. And yeah. I, we were very unfortunate to have to have conceded that penalty beforehand that um I can't remember who put that in. Maybe Pazuelo that put it in. I think the biggest disappointment for me against that Toronto team is you're you're playing a Toronto team without Michael Bradley, without Josie that you didn't really ever have control of. I mean, I guess you kind of did whenever you were up 2-1, but you go down early. I mean, within the first minute you go down. Yeah. We yeah, we, we conceded in 30 seconds to uh, Endo. Yeah. The, the, biggest, the biggest issue for me in that game was Michael Parkhurst at right back. Michael Parkhurst is serviceable at left back. Um but at right back, he it just seemed like he was consistently getting burned. Yeah, I can't think of any great things to say about him during the game, I guess. That was my biggest issue defensively in that game, was him at the right back position. Um, overall, though, it just did not seem to be... They come out, Atlanta comes up and, and gets the tying goal and then the go-ahead with the the PK to be up to one. And then you think they're going to walk out of there with three points. And then in stoppage time, Toronto gets the tying. Is that what, how it went? No, no they, they scored they one scored, yeah. and then they got the PK and stoppage time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the, the one at the miss. That was just a tough game, man. That was a, it's tough, a very tough, tough game. game to, it's that's BMO fields. Always tough to go up and play at. Playing against a good team like Toronto, granted they were without a couple players, as were we, right? We're we're playing without Joseph, we're playing without Barco, we're playing without um, Franco Escobar in that game due to yellow card suspension. We're playing without Tito Viaba. Yeah, like you know, we're, we're, yeah, ne- but- neither team were at full strength. So I mean, all things considered, it was an even matchup, and it's just it's it's a tough tough environment to go into. They're they're a good team. True. Um, we just seemed out of sorts. I think the biggest glaring issue in that game for me, the more I look back on it is how much this team needs Franco Escobar at right back. 
yeah. much as we talk about the left back position, which I think has been resolved as of this past weekend until yeah. proven otherwise, which we'll get to. But put a pin in the discussion of left back after Saturday. That, that's that's Pogba's role to as play. As long as we can get keep giving him electrolytes and keep his freaking legs from giving out on yeah. him from cramping, yeah. but. That's a bo- that's a lot of body to move around for ninety minutes, dude. dude. He is a big he's man. He's a fucking wall, dude. Yeah, he's he a workhorse a- too, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that was the biggest glaring issue for me out of that game against Toronto was that offensively we looked kind of devoid of chance making. Defensively, we got burned at right back pretty consistently. Players out of position here and there. Overall, just left a lot to be desired. Obviously, the heartbreaker at the end. Wasn't a game that we seemed overly dominated at all, but we also didn't seem to have control over. It was just kind of a wash. Yeah, I feel like the control of that game definitely switched back and forth, kind of came in waves. I, I definitely never felt completely comfortable in that match that we were going to get no. away with a point even. Yeah. Atlanta United still without a win against a uh, team that scores first this season. That's not true. Oh, that scores first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But not against a team that scores. Scores. We have finally broke Saturday. That, takes we us finally to the point. broke the damn right. Uh, right. trend. Right. Bucked the trend. Six, was that six consecutive wins at home now for Atlanta United? I believe I remember them saying that. I believe it's six now. So, uh, yeah, turning attention to the most recent game which was this Saturday against Montreal. You guys went to the game. You didn't get out to the tailgate or anything, right? We didn't. We actually got to our seats right as kick was about to happen. How did it feel for you being back in the stadium after so long? felt good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was weird. Feel weird. Yeah. It felt a little weird. Yeah. Second half flat. Yeah. Like it was, it was quiet team and stadium. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think one begets the other, but it's aside from the supporter section, it was just like, it was dead silent in the second half. Yeah. Um, lineup. Uh, so lineup for Montreal. Dion um, sits. Dion sits for Justin Miram. Justin Miram comes in. And uh, Pogba at left back. We see the return of Franco Escobar at right back. LGP uh, and Miles Robinson. Gressel in the 10 with um, Pity over at right wing, which was probably the biggest head scratcher for me aside from Pogba left back, but yeah. seeing Pogba's defensive playmaking ability and what little bit of time we've seen him play this season, I wasn't as concerned. Um, he uses his body so yes. well yes. on defense. Absolutely. It, his anticipatory body, like um, his positioning, yeah. like jut, jut that butt out and get in front of the guy, get between the guy and the ball. And like, he does that so well. The biggest problem with that lineup and it ended up showing through in the play is that you had players stacked one in front of the other that do not play together regularly or do not play regularly. So you have, you have Pogba at left back and you have Justin Miram directly in front of them at left wing. And they were consistently having to argue and discuss with one another who was going to be where and how they needed to play the space over on the wing. And it left a lot to be desired. Ultimately, Justin Miram has a hell of a game, obviously. Um, and 
would you say uh, it's tough to take away from Barco, but aside from Barco's goals, I think he's probably top three goals for Atlanta United right now for this season and his goal this past weekend. Um, just a great shot. I mean, yeah, cuts the defender, places it top right. five. It was number five on top 10 yeah. on Sports Center. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome goal. That was great. Um, but yeah, so. You know, that was the biggest thing with that lineup and what we saw in the run of play was that you have two players that don't play regularly, don't play regularly together, that were having to kind of figure it out as the game progressed. And I, I think the yelling or, you know, the yelling back and forth or like the communication between them made it seem a little worse than it was. I, no, no, yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I, I really didn't think, to me, their link up play wasn't. Garza and Yamil Assad, but it was, I mean, it wasn't that, it wasn't bad, but there's like no continuity. There's no history between those players playing together and they're having to learn on the fly. And I think that they did a pretty good job of that. I will say I'd be remiss. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't say MLS fucked up so bad by not including Miles Robinson, the best center back yeah, in the league yeah. on the MLS all-star ballot. And he didn't get picked up by uh, he continues to keep balling out, man. Oh yeah, he's a, every time he tackles somebody, yeah. it's just like uh, just yelling out, "He's a grown ass man," or yeah. just grown like yeah. we need to get a grown ass man chant going. Yeah. He's 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 had a hell of a season, and it doesn't show. It, it's not showing any signs of stopping. Um, Brittany S does Robinson need rest? And, I don't think so. And, well, yeah. Anthony Nitel answers. You know, I don't. I don't think Robinson wants to rest. I don't think he needs it, and I don't think he wants it. So now, why um, halt it at this point? Well, especially whenever you see players and what they've been able to do with the opportunities presented so far, in Dion Pereira, Justin Miram, Pogba. I mean, players getting playtime and capitalizing on it. Brandon Vasquez. I mean, there, there's four right there that have proven that they're ready to step up if and when needed. So, um, you know, uh, the other thing about the whole link up with Pogba and Miram, it's had a similar issue with the right wing and right back as well. I think it was just a universal issue that Atlanta United had on Saturday where they were consistently trying to drive it up the middle. And I, I was blowing you up the entire game because Montreal wants to play compacted and centrally as it relates to their defensive strategy and Atlanta United just tried to steamroll right into it and hard nose approach to playing it down the middle rather than playing it out to the sides of the field and yeah. then creating opportunities there. And for the bulk of the game, nothing came of it. And then ultimately what happens is Justin Miram's goal ends up coming from the outside edge of the box where he only has to cut one defender. And there's, then a he's very, got, there's a very Barco-esque goal. Yeah. 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 But he only has to cut one defender there because everybody is so centrally located on the field. So that was my one frustration that I really had. I, I think that the adjustments were made in the second half more so than they were over the course of the entire first half. And it looked like the game was much more in control and Atlanta was definitely pressing things and, and pressing the tempo and pace and uh, possession in the second half more so than the first. But if I had any frustrations with the game Saturday, it's that they took a little too long to recognize and address that. I thought, yeah, it was one of the weird things to look out. I'm, I am far from an analytical or technical mind when it comes to soccer, but 
just looking out on the field, I was like, okay, like what, what can I see out there? It's just, we were playing, we were so compact for so long in that game. You're right. And it, it definitely detracted from, um, us being able to get the ball spread well, out. And or, then even or, whenever you, you manage, so you've got to attack those teams one of two ways. You either distribute to the wings, get them to pull out, and then you can get yeah. the ball back to the middle and run it down. Or you try to pull them out past the midfield line. And there was one moment in the first half when Atlanta had some passing around our 18 and drew them really far, far forward. We create the space in the middle and we start to get some build-up play, and then they just completely stop play at yeah. midfield and then have to rebuild the whole thing. And it's, again, it's just this sort of stalling out and what and how they want to approach the offense. And maybe some of that's to blame with Barco not being in the lineup or Joseph not being there, you know, whatever the rhyme or reason may be. I don't think it's any major cause for concern, but in that game, particularly against what was, I think still is the second team in the East. So yeah. that's a, that's a six point swing ultimately in the race in the East, which is huge for this team. I thought it was a very um, interesting question that was posed. I'm trying to find it real quick. It was just a matter of trying to grade so it was from Falcons rule at Falcons rule 17, Brian Reynolds. He said, okay, we're 17 games into Atlanta United season, which marks the halfway point. What's your grade in the season so far? I don't think I saw you respond to that. What would your grade be right now for Atlanta United? <sighs> Knowing that let's look at that table real quick. I'm not saying anything about games in hand. I refuse to do it. Okay. Because far too many times too much is read into that and too much is placed on that, that, Whenever those points don't end up happening, you're, it doesn't really mean anything until you've got them. I think it's definitely a promising statistic, but it depends on... I get it. Smoke it if you got it. Who, smoke them who, if you got who them. do those games in hand end up mattering on? Because it could have mattered against Toronto whenever you have a position or a possibility to take points away against a team that isn't playing very well and was without two of their best players, and you didn't. So now that game in hand has to count against a... Red Bulls team or another team, you know, it doesn't end up being that Montreal game. Great. But ultimately game in hand doesn't really mean much. I think overall, okay, regardless, we're three irregardless, po- irregardless, <laughs> regardless, regardless and irregardless are the same. The question still stands. We're three points yes. behind the lead in the East. Yes. What's your grade? My grade would be just shy of yours and i would say usda choice well it'd be like uh it'd be like it'd be a good like 75 25 ground chuck that's fat content that's not great well there's some fat on this there's a there's some fat on this hog that needs to be who do you, where's the main marbling coming from you think who who makes up the connective tissue in this team barco and that's the thing that we yeah. need to see consistently and has he proven that he can do so? Absolutely. But we've seen that this team does not... The team prior to international break and the team during international break are two very different teams. While both successful in their own right, it leaves a lot to be desired the past two weeks in MLS play or past two matches in MLS play. And, and then if you even want to include open cup play against the battery and... uh against who was that second game against Columbus. You know, it's, it leaves a lot to be desired 
Ultimately. Uh, Tony, Tony Neitzel, I think you guys have the same opinion, Kevin. Tony says, I try to think of games in hand like the possibility of getting some extra fries at the bottom of the bag. Cajun fries. Yeah. Uh, Central, so, Central Park fries or Checkers fries. Either way. Uh, just go Five Guys fries all day. I want oh, the grease no. in the bottom of the bag so I can eat them and then just drain it out. Just tear a piece of the bag off. Chew, like, chew and go. Uh, everybody's pretty much getting my uh, grade that I was going to go with, which is somewhere in the B to B plus range. Um, I'm not willing to jump over the A line yet. I think that once we get over those games in hand and we see where we shake out, I still think that this team is somewhere between I may upgrade from what I originally said at the beginning of this season, this season where I thought this team was somewhere in a fourth to seventh place in the east i think seventh place seventh place i think that they have upgraded to a third to sixth place team in in the east i don't think that they end up i don't think that they end up being in first or second i really don't it's it's not a supporter shield because lafc is running away with it but at the same time though as much as as much as we're mentioning the games in hand that atlanta united has and the points that we're outside of first New York Red Bulls are in the same position. NYCFC is in the same position. NYCFC can actually jump us with They're their the, games. They are the only team if if you know we leveled out games and gave everybody wins, there'd be obviously it doesn't make sense, but like they would be the only team on a points point per game basis. Yeah, yeah, that's both of those you have both of those teams vying for that position. I think Philly is still in contention and and rightfully so to be at the top of the East. DC United up there and rightfully so i think those four teams five if you include atlanta united you're really splitting hairs between all five of them statistically speaking to you know nycfc if they end up making that big jump who knows but you have the same argument there as you do for atlanta united in that they have games and points in hand well you, you think philly on paper for the rest of the season has a, a better shot than we do of winning the east what have they done to prove that they have it right now? They have the same amount of wins we do. Right. With two more games played than us. Right. That. Look, look, that. I get that. But at the same time, like. But, but I'm not saying that they don't have a better. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they're not an equal team to us. But you just say just to completely relegate us to being third to six based off of where we are in standings right now, we're second in points per game. Right, but you don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the season. And what I'm saying is I'm basing my opinion... We get we get good players back. Yeah, you're assuming they're going to be healthy and consistent for the rest of the season and not have another That's injury. the same like, thing you're assuming for the rest of the teams, though. It, like, level playing field. Right, but all I'm... Shit's going to happen. Right, but you've also got to remember we've got open cup play that these other teams don't have to, to, to contend with and play through that's going to have wear and tear on our players. We have... Like I said, we have those two extra games, which is saying something that's two extra games that our players have to travel and play in. I know, but no, I mean, you have more risk associated with the additional games that Atlanta United has to play than you do with guaranteed points in the standings. All right. Uh, It's the truth. I guess you have to look at strength to schedule the rest of the season, but still, I, I don't know. And Atlanta United, I think uh, Conti tweeted something that like seven of the remaining seventeen games that Atlanta United had, or no, maybe it was ten of the remaining seventeen games that Atlanta United has are against teams in playoff position in the East. Okay, like that's that's a big 
chunk of the remaining games. Over half of them are against teams in playoff position. You're not playing the bottom of the barrel the second half of the season the majority of the time. We do have a really rough schedule coming up. Aside from Chicago, we play we play at Chicago um, on Wednesday. But the game's in hand, bro. <laughs> we play at Chicago on Wednesday. <laughs> back home on Sunday against New York City. Or sorry, New York Red Bulls. Um, and then at Seattle back home against Houston against DC out to LAFC at home against LA galaxy at home against NYCFC, Portland, Orlando, Philly, Columbus, fuck Cincinnati. We don't get any relief till September 18th against Cincinnati and then San Jose. So you're right. I mean, we, we pretty much have as the standings have kind of fleshed themselves out. We are sitting probably with the hardest uh, strength schedule the rest of the season. 17 of the next 17 matches are against MLS teams. That's not counting the games against St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. USL powerhouse, St. Louis. We've got at least 18 games against Bro, USL and MLS Cup competition. Bro, we got... You got Campionis? Yep. Yeah. We got, we got a couple scrimmages coming up in training. It's true. It's going to be tough. You know, we play against Atlanta United in training every day. You know how hard that is? Strength of schedule. We're playing the fourth-ranked team. You say that, but I'm pretty sure 100% of Tito's injuries have occurred in fucking training. <laughs> so shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Tony Knights was asking if anybody's coming to Portland for a beer, a free beer on him to watch the match. Um how good is the ginger beer there? It's really hit or miss here. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Kay- so- Casey Donaldson, Domer's wife, was asking why the bourbon's shaking because I put hairpin legs on a six foot long table that I've made and it it's not super I'll stable. You, I'll tell you, whenever I saw her in the parking lot because she worked over by me, I saw her in the parking lot. I'm like, what up, fool? <laughs> and she didn't recognize me, I guess, because I had shaved my head and stuff. And I was in work close. And then I started mentioning Domer and stuff. And she just gave me this like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then she made me second guess if she was who I thought she was. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> and so then for the next couple of days, I didn't say anything to Domer or anything. And then I get a text. It's like, freak Casey out. He <laughs> just yelled at her in the streets. Oh, <laughs> uh, Do I need some sweet and low packets? Actually, I actually... Were you looking in my cabinets when you were here, Domer? Because uh, I do use sweet and low. I love saccharin. It is delicious. Uh, um, so who do we have next? Uh, this Wednesday we have Chicago. Yeah, at Chicago. I actually, have another any, I have team any. on paper that we should beat. However, the uh, chance, according to my calculations, we don't play on paper. I'm pretty sure the same argument that a lot of Atlanta United faithful were making last year about Atlanta United and the XG from what I seem to remember in a little bit of the broadcast that I watched this past week against with Chicago, Chicago is in a very similar situation where they have had some higher XG matches this season and is one of the higher XG teams. They just haven't been able to capitalize in results. Don't hold me to that because it could have been another team entirely, but I'm pretty sure they said that. <laughs> I, I may have gotten really in-depth analysis <laughs> on another team. 
What's their XG per game? Can you see that? Does who scored half that? You ever read Grapes of Wrath? Where's Dan? By Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, with Lenny. Yeah. And, uh, and the puppies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He's doing whatever. He's squishing all the grapes. Yeah, Mr. Jangles. Whatever. Lenny was squishing yeah, all the exactly. grape babies, making wine out of them. Grape babies. <laughs> Grapies. All right. Um, Chicago hasn't won a match since May 11th. What's their average XG? I don't have Opta Jack or whatever. Where that. the fuck is Dan at when you need him? The one time. XG stats. I'll just put that. Yeah, see if that works. Nope. XG stats per game, Chicago Fire. Try that one. Uh, we need a producer. We do need a producer. Who wants to produce the show? <laughs> who wants to come do this? Who wants to be our young Jamie? <laughs> who wants, yeah, who wants to come pull up links for us and refills? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask Angie to do that. Otherwise, you would <laughs> no. not get home. We would, you would be in that spare bed every night. Um, I'm trying to. You find- mean she would be? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Kevin. I can't find it. I, I don't know. What's the Audi index? Is that uh, how many times your transmission is going to break down <laughs> if you own a Volkswagen car? Oh man, does uh, who scored not give you the XG per game? Of the team? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, well, I'm not going to. This is just bad. But they haven't won a game since May 11th. It's been a tough stretch. They lost 3-1 against New York Red Bulls on Saturday? Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Drew Rail Salt Lake lost to us. Drew DC. Drew New York City lost to San Jose. They have not been good. And I think that we are probably going to dominate any timetable for Barco's return. Barco and Joseph's return, any timetable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. <sighs> I've, I've found something to confirm what I said. It said, we call it confirmation bias. It's from the armchair analysis himself. It said <laughs> fire did dominate once f- the fire did dominate the XG once again tonight. But once again, couldn't turn that dominance into something. Is he trying to say that's a shit stat? I'm pretty. No, I'm just saying that I think that they have consistently. So you're saying XG is pointless. Yes. Well, we were saying that last year. Um, Yeah. Their XG in the loss to the Red Bulls was 2.38. They had 26 shots in that game and eight of them were on target. Now, that is something to be said against an Atlanta defense that up until this past weekend, that's that's going to put Pogba to the test. If we're talking about him securing that position, Escobar, I don't know if he's out on yellow card accumulation. I know he got another one this past weekend. No, he's not going to be out. He just served a suspension. Oh, that's what he was out for. That's he served right. a suspension on, that's right. against Here, Toronto. I don't know why that. I was thinking yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. So, Joseph- Chicago is definitely a very high XG team. This is, this is a team that's going to test... Guzan, who's had some boneheaded moments recently. Maybe, got, maybe it's time for Can to step in. Can or Guzan, dude. Just saying. It. Uh, so Barco, I think, will be next week. I think Martinez will be next. I think the the first time that we'll see a full lineup, a healthy lineup for Atlanta United will be against the Red Bulls, not against the Chicago team. <laughs> against the Chicago team. <laughs> What did I say? You're like one of those like uh, commercials for what the Super Bowl for the big game. What did I say? We have the Atlanta Soccer Club playing against the Chicago team. 
That team from up in Chicago. <laughs> you said the Chicago team. No, I said this Chicago team. You said the Chicago team. This. Run it back. Young Jenny. <laughs> young, young Jenny, can you <laughs> rewind that real quick? Um, <laughs> a couple things. Joseph's back on Wednesday, probably on the bench. Okay, look, look. I'm fucking right. Brian confirms it. They are second in the league in XG differential. They, he's tweeting me the link. I knew I didn't make that shit up. Well, I, I'm not making it up either that that's a shit stat. <laughs> <laughs> but Atlanta United won the cup with XG last year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Thank you, Brian. Checks out. Thank you, Brian. And Atlanta's fourth, though. That's that's great. We're in fourth place. Now it's not a shit stat anymore. I believe it. <laughs> I believe in it. I believe in it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, yo, but I believe him. To that same point, the team that you mentioned on paper with Philadelphia, can they continue? Number one. Number three. So so they'll finish third. Three of the top four teams, three of the top five teams, we'll say, are all in the East. Who do you think is at first? DC. LAFC. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about East. No. I guess that would be the three yeah, of us. The three, yeah, yeah, Chicago. And then LA no, Galaxy rounds out. Um you mean the Zlatan? top five? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah. But Atlanta United's defense, aside from the whole positional issues that they've had at left back, Pogba seems to be a lock there. But aside from left back, you've got LGP, good to go. Miles Robinson, fucking good to go. Franco Escobar, fucking good to go. Yeah. We're good to go. We're G2G. G2GF. We got to talk about this. Well, that's why I ultimately wanted him to not be on the show anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's going to be fucking insufferable if they win. I'm sorry, Michelle, but Kevin's right. If it comes home, Dan's not coming home. (laughs) (laughs) The cup may come home, but Dan won't be if that's the case. (laughs) I got a real sharp fingernail right now. That's what happened. (laughs) <laughs> it's from all that talking out of the side bad. of my neck <laughs> I had to get it stitched up <laughs> from all that. this is one of my favorite dances ever <laughs> talking out the side of your neck oh. um, yeah if the US loses tomorrow Dan is no longer a part of <laughs> we'll have tryouts <laughs> yeah um yeah, I unfortunately, game, Dan has been having Twitter fun. What time's the game tomorrow? Noon? They keep switching it up between 3 and noon. It's a it's 3 o'clock game. I thought it was a 3 o'clock kick. Um, I guess it was the quarters whenever they're doing two games a day. It was at 11 yeah. And, yeah. and 3. Um, Megan Rapino is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, Crystal Dunn was incredible. She's so fast. Having her play on that uh, that left wing back, or maybe it's yeah, it was left wing back. Um, she recovered so much against France. Uh, I, I felt like it was kind of crazy. I don't know about tomorrow. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch England play. I haven't either. I've watched the other teams that the other teams that are still in it. I've watched play multiple games. But I didn't I, watch I much not out of the, game. Uh, unfortunately, aside from the U.S. matches, 
I have not watched much outside of the very early group stage games. Yeah. The, I will say that Netherlands goal, that first one against, um, was it against Italy on Saturday? Just, <laughs> I tweeted it out. It was just so nonchalant. It looks disrespectful. Yeah. It just came in off of that. Yeah. Uh, it's either a free kick or a corner. And she just like, boop, just like watched it go in. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see England get spit on or anything. I, I haven't been able to. Was that who was that against? I don't know. Um. Yeah, Megan Rapinoe has put this team on her back in a lot of ways. Julie Ertz has been pretty pretty great too. Alex Morgan drawing a lot of attention and, and creating space and all that. No, the entire team, top to bottom, has been great. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's tough for me to say. It's weird cheering and being from a country where the, a soccer team is perennially a, a favorite to win big tournaments. Yeah, it just feels weird. But yeah, definitely does. I think it's ours. I think it's ours to lose. Sorry, I think we're going to go out there. We're going to go get, go out guns blazing. Biggest test, I think. What do you think? What What do you think? I mean, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But on on paper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to your calculations uh what would be a bigger challenge for this team france or england it's hard for me to say i think like i said i haven't watched england play but france for many reasons i think were were tournament favorites they were a good team and they were you know playing at home and i'd say france I'm talking about playing against an entire country worth of support playing against a team that's I don't know. I have, anyway, what about you? Well, <laughs> Michelle kind of nails it, which is I haven't watched England play. So it's yeah, tough, that's tough what I say. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm excited for it though. Score prediction. Uh, 13, zero. Ooh, I'll say 14. Ooh, I like it. One, 14, one. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that defense. Giving one up. Well, they'll do basically it'll be six nothing, and right whenever they think they're going to stop doing celebrations, they score one, which allows them to keep doing it because it's a ratio thing. <laughs> it was 13 nothing against Thailand, right? Yeah. My favorite part about that was the game after where Carly Lloyd's golf clapping after that, scoring. And then when she comes <laughs> yeah. Up, <she's> like, <laughs> it's pretty great. Oh, it was, it was very fun watching the Canadian broadcast just talk rip into our girls for being so disrespectful i was like get out of here yeah get the fuck out of here yeah Yeah. all right uh score prediction for the chicago match and then we'll turn our attentions to the red bulls three one atlanta i will say two nil atlanta uh no i will say two one atlanta sorry i think that their chance creation will come through with at least a goal and Atlanta will ultimately be on top. Um, against Red Bulls at home, Atlanta United back on Sunday. I think that's a game, a redemption match of sorts for Atlanta United coming off of a loss on the road against a 10-man Red Bulls team with the return of Joseph Martinez and Ezekiel Barco. I think that game has the potential to be a route in Atlanta United. It's a favorite. showing out party is what it's going to be. 
I'm going to say a 3-1 win for Atlanta United this Sunday against the Red Bulls. Mm, I'll say 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 
no ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts, no more iTunes, but you can still do it on your mobile device. However you found it, throw up some stars and a rating to hear it read aloud on the show. Um, however you found us, be sure to like or hit the subscribe button. Hit the Bell Holcomb icon to get a notification whenever we go live. Shouts out to Bumble. Oh, Christ. They don't sponsor this podcast, but they sponsor my life. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, find yourself somebody. Thanks mm. for finding us. Mm. Tell Dan to suck it. Mm. It's not coming home. Mm. If it does, Dan doesn't. <laughs> I like these odds. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. As always, be home before dark. Why are you gonna put out the fire? Oh yeah, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>